0: This is take four of episode one, season one of That's What She Said. I'm your host, Haley fucking Hartman. God, that sounds so fucking cringy to say to people who don't understand, but if you know me in the real world, you get what Haley fucking Hartman means, and if you are listening to me in the sound of my voice for the very first time, you'll get to, you'll understand eventually. So, I'm using today as, um, we're gonna call this episode my el- my ever loving thoughts okay so i'm going to literally go in my notes app read shit and explain why i feel the way i do because i have a lot of feelings that like nobody really seems to understand like i can't talk one on one to anyone about this shit because they're just not going to get it but i feel like a lot of people are dealing with the same thing and i want to like touch those people so that they feel less alone so like we're we're all going to help each other out right now and if you know me and you're listening to this and you're gonna be a fucking cunt and make fun of me and call me cringe, I hope I'm fucking hurting your ears right now. Leave. Anyways. Sorry about that. I'm going to read um, a little ramble about my... This touches on, like, all things I'm gonna talk about the podcast, which is why I'm starting episode one out with it. Um, I deal with Christianity and my struggle with my faith, because that's like a really hard thing for a lot of teenagers, especially me, um boys, relationships with friends, my parents, everything like that. I'm just I'm gonna touch on all of it throughout the course of this podcast. So I'm gonna let y'all in to how my mind works about a lot of things in my life, and then I'm gonna like explain it a little more. Right? Okay, cool. So we're going to start. I struggle often with prioritizing the wrong things. I put boys before myself. I put friends before myself. I put my reputation and the image and the fantasy that people paint in me over who I am and want to be. I grow codependent and unstable and disconnected from who I am and what I want. I don't know who I am. Everyone has an idea of me that that I'm supposed to fulfill, and that's who I know to be. At camp, the pastor did a sermon about hope and how that hope can be depicted as a rope that God holds keeping us connected to him. When I heard the ro- when I heard the word rope, I immediately thought of a noose. Now that I've grown and experienced new things in my walk with Christ, I think I've grasped more of why I thought that way. I don't know how to have healthy relationships, not with boys, not with friends, not with my parents, not even with myself. Every relationship I've ever been in drain the life out of me. I was connected to someone. They were holding on to me. We were tied together by this thing called love. Except towards the end, there becomes this mutual awareness that we don't want to be weighed down by one another, but we can't break the connection. We start tugging on our respective sides. At some point, someone lets go, and the momentum throws me to the ground, and the wind gets knocked out of me, and I can't speak or feel a single thing. I'm lifeless, and when I finally come to, all I can do is scream. A blood-curdling, horror-movie, soul-sucking kind of scream. I feel every emotion for what feels like hours, but is really no more than seconds. And after my spirit just about spills out of me, leaving me empty and lost, I take a breath and I start blank- blankly, and I tell myself I'm going to get it together, that I'll never let someone do this to me again, that I'll change my priorities, that I'll put myself first, and that I don't need anyone to feel whole or to fix me. Which I do for about two weeks. Then I've healed enough, I've bandaged enough, I've re- recreated who I want to be and someone falls in love with this new version of myself and I love them for loving me and suddenly I'm back on my bathroom floor with the wind knocked out of me lifeless except this time I'm still on the rope because there wasn't that mutual choice to pull against each other there wasn't that feeling or need to escape from both ends this scenario is different it's one I'm unsure how to handle it's not my usual pattern in this case we were tied on a rope and it feels more like he spins me into him so I'm wrapped up so close to him tightly wrapped up just enough to suffocate me just enough that I feel safe. It's intimate. Then he forgets just for a moment to hold me. And I unravel and spin in circles dizzy. And that's why I fall. Until he pulls me back into him. wrapped so intimate. So I'm falling over and over. But I don't let out the scream. I don't get the relief. I just become lifeless and revived over and over again. I don't know what that makes this. And I don't know who I'm supposed to be with that. And I don't have the strength to pull. I'm lifeless and wrapped up. And I'm unraveling. So, um... Basically, my big thing is loving people so much, I don't have enough love left for myself. And, um, that can mean a lot of things. That can mean, like, where I'm putting my energy. That can mean what I'm putting above things that should come first. That can mean a lot. Um... My biggest struggle as a 17-year-old senior in high school is boys. As pathetic and stupid as that sounds, my biggest problem will always be boys until I'm, like, an adult with kids. And then my problem will still kind of be boys. But, yeah, I've really hard time with guys and understanding my worth and knowing when someone's good for me or not. Um. And... I fall like hopelessly recklessly in love with people I've had my first love and I are still friends he was my very best friend we fell in love we were fucking 14 (laughs) and we were the type to beg our parents to take us to hang out in the mall and sneak out and run miles just to see each other for an hour like Like, that stupid, innocent, movie scene kind of love. I love all people like that. Even my friends I love like that. I love the innocent, exciting, chaotic, movie scene kind of love. And not everybody knows how to love in that way. It's not realistic for everyone. Um, I'm really imaginative and... Like I'm a hopeless romantic. That's that's what it comes down to. Like I expect guys to show up at my doorstep with flowers and throw pebbles at my upstairs window when I'm upset. Like that's like for real what I expect from people and I'm never going to get that. Like my dad's told me before like um you're setting an expectation of someone who's never going to provide what you want. And I'm like, "Word." Like true, this is on me. So like if you're setting an expectation for someone and they're not providing, begging them to change isn't gonna do anything. You either change your expectations or you get rid of them. And that's something that like a lot of girls, me, me included, aren't willing to accept. I will beg and I will chase and I will cry on the bathroom floor over and over and over again before I will stand up and make the right decision and put me first. I don't put me first when I love someone. I put them first. Ooh. I didn't want me to hit that. Um. I've been thinking a lot recently about, like, my future. And none of it really makes sense. I'm getting off topic again. I'm, like, really bad at this. I need a script or something. Anyways, um... Yeah, I just feel kind of lost and I'm not there's not like a clear way for me to get back on track. I'm just like really lost with like how I'm supposed to love someone or if I'm I'm too much because maybe I'm just too much. I have another thing written about that. I'm going to read that out now Um, while we're on the topic of it. Like I said, this episode's just kind of like inside the mind, like you're just getting to know like how I think. So this is like kind of a poem slash just like rant thing no it's a poem I think it's a poem about just like talking when I should have just shut up and like cut my losses um and how I talk too much and I'm too much for people have you ever written a letter a letter to a boy or girl or a friend or your mom and dad maybe even to your brother or sister that ex you shouldn't even be thinking about Have you ever been able to articulate onto a page the feelings that don't fit inside your head? Have you ever been able to keep your thoughts straight enough to write them along the blue lines of a page, margin to margin, spilling out every word, only to reread that what you just poured your heart and soul into isn't something that makes you seem sane? It's not the way I talk. I talk talk quite well. I talk a lot, for example, of what I have just proclaimed. On the rare occasion, someone in my house is brave enough to enter my space and ask how things are. They become trapped in a never-ending speech of every detail about my whimsically insufferable day at school, or outing with my best friend, and before the poor, poor soul, who simply just wanted to hear a mere preview, ended up getting the whole show, and eventually I realize I'm following them around as they're trying to do a million other things, and truly they aren't really listening to the little thoughts and opinions that my insatiable urge to be heard consumes me whole, and I wish instead I would have written a letter to- have reread so that I realized before opening up the vulnerability and humility of the thoughts that don't fit inside my head. that don't have the kind of thoughts that will ever make sense, placed meticulously, formally, un- unconsequently in a straight line. So, <laughs> I think in a different way, and I talk in a different way, and I act in a different way than a lot of people. And a lot of people don't like that. That's where Haley fucking Hartman comes from. I'm not very popular for the right reasons because i act the way i do and that's not me and that's me for real but i own that shit i've been a bitch before i've been a real stone cold bitch i earned my reputation to its core but i also grew up a lot and i changed a lot okay and i may have been a little fucking crazy but i was driven crazy I was driven crazy by people who didn't love me back. I was driven crazy by people who didn't hear me when I spoke. I was driven crazy by people who just did not give a fucking shit about me, who manipulated me and lied to me and used me. That's where my damage comes from. Like, forget trauma. Like, I'm not even, even going to give a spiel about, oh, my sexual assault and my depression. Like, fuck that shit. That shit's not important. The high school drama, the silly little high school drama that your mom thinks is dumb when you start talking about it, that shit cut deeper than anything real and hard I've ever experienced. And somebody's going to somebody's gonna listen to this and be like, my drama is real and hard. It sucks. Like, ooh-hoo. No. You're going to experience worse things. Does it? Like, because, fuck, let me, let me explain this better. Okay. You get shot and you die. That sucks. There's no coming back from that. That fucking sucks. Okay? You get stabbed, but they stitch you up and save you at the hospital and you have a nasty scar. Okay? Trauma for me, when I go through a traumatic experience, I die. Whoever I was, when that thing and before that thing happened to me, is gone. I will never be that same version of myself again. They are dead. I was shot and I died and that sucked. That's the trauma. The shitty little high school drama and the fights with your boyfriend and the best friend that ditched you for God knows why. That's that knife to the chest. That's that scar. That's the thing you have to look at. You have to still be yourself and carry that. That's how I see it. And that's not everyone, but that's me. Okay? That's me. So, agree or disagree? I don't know high school fucking sucked and I have like a lot of like heavy emotional burden and I put a lot of my shit onto people who don't deserve it like there's what's the fucking quote the quote's like don't bleed on somebody who didn't cut you or whatever I feel like if you if you walk up to me and I'm And I'm bleeding, and you decide to talk to me and touch me and be like, oh, are you okay? You're asking to get blood on. You walked into my life knowing exactly who I was, knowing exactly what damage there was for me. Nobody has secrets. Nobody has real secrets. People find out everything. There's, There's exceptions to that rule, obviously, but like, I have a reputation. Everybody has a reputation. I'm crazy and loony, and I have a lot of damage, and I'm a bitch, okay? So if you come into my life knowing they said she's crazy and loony and a bitch, what the fuck did you expect? Genuinely, what did you expect? So if you come into somebody's life, if you walk up to somebody who's bleeding, expect to get bled on. Don't get mad they bled on you. You walked into that. You want you date a girl who's been cheated on and then get mad she has trust issues? You shouldn't be getting mad. You should be proving to her every single day what she's worth to you. 100%. You have a friend who needs to vent to you constantly and you don't have the energy. Not having the energy is fine. You you don't have to be a therapist at fucking 14, 15, 16, 17. You don't have to be a therapist even at 25 to your friends. You don't have to, but have the fucking nerve to communicate because we are grown enough to do that. You don't ignore them. You don't give shitty advice. You just say, "Hey, I don't have the energy for this right now. I love you. I just can't. Because if you don't do that, that person's going to sit there on the other end of that phone and they're going to get worse. And I know that sucks to be burdened on you, but you signed yourself up for that. you walked into that. So I don't feel bad for you. I don't feel bad for you. You put yourself in that position. LOL. Bot. Like, whatever. <sighs> Another thing that I want to talk about is this poem I wrote because I just fucking love this poem and I want everybody to hear it this is about um specifically that situation where you're trying to like talk to someone and let them know like the bits and pieces of you that nobody else does and you're expecting them to like be there and listen, and want to get to know you on a deeper level, and they just—they just don't want to. They don't care enough to. There's a difference between not having the energy and not caring enough to give that energy. This is—I'm talking about people who don't care enough to give that energy. So, I said, I wish we talked more. I wish you grasped on every word I said with the purest intent of understanding me for even a second. I wish you heard me when I begged for you to love me harder. I wish you saw the smoke signals of my heart on fire, knowing that the spark we had turned into a wild blaze, swallowing me whole. You may have lit the spark, but I held enough fire for the both of us. I called out your name and you didn't come. I begged you to listen to hear me crying out to help contain the wildfire before it consumed me, all of me. But you didn't come and it became too late and I couldn't wait on you to save me anymore. It was either going up in flames or putting it out. It was us or me. So, beginning of the poem, let's break it down. Let's break it down like my English teacher when we talk about Emily Dickinson. A good reference pat on the back for myself for that one. Hope y'all heard that. Um I really hope the audio and this isn't shit. Fuck what was I saying? Oh, so I set the phone like I, I wish we talked more. I wish you heard me. Okay, like pick me, choose me, love me. Ugh. Literally begging. So that's obviously me expressing that like I feel like I have to beg people to listen to me and care and give me the energy. Which you shouldn't have to do. The right people you won't be too much for. The right people will have the energy for you like that's common sense but in case you need to hear it there you go and then towards the end of it is me coming to like the realization that like fucking get it together Haley. like choose yourself so with that said i'm advising everybody to choose their fucking self you have somebody in your life who's not giving you the right amount of energy you have somebody in your life who when you call them excited about something is like oh okay That hurts. That shit fucking hurts. If you're the kind of person who does that to someone, fuck you. Like, for real, fuck you. I have no respect for you. You suck. If somebody calls you excited about something, and you can't even pretend to, like, share the same energy, you're a piece of shit. And you definitely ruined their day. And if you're the person who, they ruined your day, I'm sorry, and I love you, and I would love to hear every fucking thing you have to say. I would love to listen to all of it. Because I'm going to have the energy for people who need it. Yeah. That's what I have to say. That's what I have to say. Hmm. Yeah. No. I think I covered a lot. I think I covered a lot. So basically, in summary, moral of the story, I'm a fucking shit show. I have problems with my relationships and all of that. And if you do too, this is a great little podcast this is a great little podcast. My next episodes are going to be more structured. This is just me talking. I want y'all to understand like where I'm coming from on a lot of things. So this is like baseline opinions on the kind of shit I'm going to talk about. So yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm I'm happy with how this ended up and I'm going to leave it at that. I love y'all. Have a, Have a great rest of your day or night or whatever the fuck you're doing and remember the block button exists. Mwah.